Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Shrinking Season One, Episode One, Coin Flip. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Can you just give me ten seconds of silence to think about this, Mr. Sal? Can we start now? Sure. Well, <laughs> all right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all good. Get I, out. That of wasn't here. even ten seconds. <laughs> I know. It was in my office. <laughs> That took well, should have <laughs> another another new series, Mr. Sal. Another, uh, I mean, we're we're the show hoppers. That's what we do. Yeah. I go from show to show. So, I mean, before not really much to talk about. We saw the first episode. Let's see what we gave it as a rating. Rating. Well, this is a this is a good combination of a series, right? It's comedic. Yet there's some actual pretty serious, I mean, it's a therapist doing their job, people having their real world issues, especially um, the therapist himself, Jimmy, dealing with his own. So this this seems like a series right up your wheelhouse, Mr. Sal. I, I think you really liked this pilot episode. Uh, the question is whether you, to me, whether you gave it a nine or a ten. Uh, and I think you gave it a nine. I think you, I think you liked it a lot. I don't think there's anything. I don't think it did well enough to get a ten. Basically, all I'm saying, but I don't think there's anything you really disliked about it. So nine, okay. Uh, I, and I, I know that you also you really like the idea of of comedies that can also showcase emotion and psychology and so and so forth. So I know you like the the setup of this. Um, I don't know if you have any connection with any of these actors or this theme necessarily, uh, but. I, I think you liked it. I don't think you loved it. Uh, so I, I'll say you gave it a. I don't know if I want to go with an eight or a nine. I'll say you gave it a nine. You got me right. I did give it a nine. All right. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Oh, I thought it was very good. Uh, well, before I, I well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So Jason okay. Segel, I do know, I do know of this actor. Okay. I don't know him very well. I don't know what I've. I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> Something he's in though. Well, I just know, know of him. Okay. I just know of him. I, I think I was talking to a friend about him like a few years ago. But I'm trying to. I'm looking through his IMDb. Yeah, he's in the Muppets 2011. Gary. Yeah. No. I. I don't think I've ever seen anything with him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. How I Met Your Mother. I never watched that. Yeah. 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 So, but he's really funny. He's, he's a really good job. I, I look forward to seeing him as Jimmy as the main character. Did really good in the pilot because really this whole pilot is just about Jimmy follows his and, and it looks like the whole series is about him. Which is fine. Not, no complaints there. In terms of normally, I don't like pilots as much. This pilot, great job. Didn't since, normally now. I think I've realized pilots that follow one character, mm-hmm. and they don't meet a whole bunch of new characters. Yeah, like that are important. That that's a pretty good pilot for me. That that's I what I think I like. Because then it's it's I got something I can base around, and I I don't need to think about all these other people or figure out other things. So very good for me that this was just grounded around Jimmy. I don't mind if now in future episodes, maybe we want to throw other people in there that sent it around, maybe even Alice. I don't know if that's really what this show's really about. It just seems like it's mostly about Jimmy, which is fine mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. that, that that's what I felt about it in that case. In terms of the comedy, I liked the comedy. It was funny, it's mm-hmm. really funny throughout. And I I'm interested to see where it's gonna go next. I don't really know what the the end goal of the season is some series you kind of understand that there's some sort of end goal only members in the building this is somewhat similar to because it's a drama 
comedic drama. That one, they're trying to solve a murder case, right? And obviously other stuff happens in the season. There, there's like a goal that you can kind of see. Uh, Mrs. Davis, we saw recently, uh, there is a like a goal to do something with this AI. You know, there's something a l- that comes literal holy grail. Yes, a literal <laughs> holy grail. Here, I don't know what the goal is, right? Maybe it's he finds himself or he figures out something or his new tactic of being a therapist. I'm not quite sure, but there's not a set goal, which isn't even a bad thing. That's uh-huh. something, something noteworthy. So, so that's that's one of the um, things that I frequently look for in a series. Is I I really enjoy series that are just going to focus on characters and their journey and not worry about uh, inst- installing like an end game that they're they're trying to get to. Um, yeah, the old man had an endgame, for example. <laughs> it, it did, uh, which I, that's fine. I, 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 you know, Breaking Bad has an endgame, and that's yeah. fine too. Uh, you know, a, a series like Breaking Bad and The Old Man do a, an amazing job of walking the tightrope and balancing, doing the balancing act between developing characters and having an engaging plot. Um, my two favorite series, The Leftovers and Six Feet Under are not as focused on plot as they are on characters. So focus on character to me is more important than focus on plot. So I don't care if there's like an event that they're building to in the season at all. <laughs> uh, so uh, as, as long as they keep developing characters and I will tell did you want to say anything else before I give no, my rating? No. Okay. So this episode scratched every itch that i have <laughs> okay sorry. um it, it, i i gave it a 10 i adored it i i i would have watched the whole all 10 episodes in one sitting um because i it, it is exactly the t- when you said it's in my wheelhouse like you you can't get more in my wheelhouse than this pilot was <laughs> like it was perfect and, and the way that there are so many so many things that i that i need to make sure that i that i say about this first of all uh jason siegel and um jessica williams who plays gabby are both nominated for emmys okay so, so okay. that's that's the first thing um the second thing is that we are we are fully aware that this is season one and we are late to the game but we're covering it anyway because the plan is then we'll be ready to cover season two when it comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know about my connection to Jason Siegel much. No, so, I, no I have no idea. <laughs> I think that we were brothers separated at birth. I <laughs> am like, I, I so relate to this guy and everything he does. He, for, for whatever reason, I just always think, I feel like Jason Siegel and I would be best friends if we knew each other. <laughs> a little parasitic, but... <laughs> <laughs> a little parasitic. I, was, I wasn't going to... I mean, I wouldn't be a parasite, but... No, not parasitic. I forget. I, I'm using the wrong term, but it's, it's oh. when you... Uh, I, I I don't know. I, you're right. Parasitic's not the right term for it, but... But no, I, I I get what you're saying though. I'm just so, teasing so, you. So let me. I was I watched How I Met Your Mother from the pilot episode the day it aired through the end of the series. Okay, okay. and when it first started, 
when it first started, I connected so heavily with a character named Ted, who is not Jason Siegel, <laughs> not Jason Siegel's character. Um, but because I was single, I was the same age as Ted. He was single. He's just trying to find somebody. And as the series progressed, and I met my wife and we got married, like I'm much more connected with Marshall, who was Jason Siegel's character. And so but when I started, when that series started, I was like, I'm Ted, 100% I'm Ted. But at the end of the series, I was like, I am so Marshall, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I can't even believe how Marshall I am. Um, and so that was like my introduction to Jason Siegel. I didn't know him before that. I have a lifelong obsession with the Muppets. Okay, I, yeah, I, I, that I do know about you. Yeah, <laughs> I am like a, a huge Muppets person, and have been very disappointed with everything the Muppets have done since. Not since Jim Henson, because I like some of the stuff, but uh, I would say in the last twenty years or so, <laughs> I, I've been very disappointed with pretty much everything the Muppets have done. But when I heard Jason Siegel was writing the Muppets in 2011, I was like, oh, well, this has a chance then. If it's Jason Siegel, like, he's my guy. He's like, I, I think we're the same person, actually. And when I saw it, I could not have been happier with that movie. <laughs> it was like the one shining, like, gem of a Muppet property in the last 20 years and it, it was because of him like he he wrote it he starred in it like it was it, it was like a love letter to the muppets i was like this guy made wrote a love letter to the muppets like this is my guy <laughs> like i had i'd also seen him in a movie called forgetting sarah marshall which is one of the one of my favorite comedies uh, if if you're if you're ever looking for a romantic comedy to watch like that is the one romantic comedy i would recommend above all okay. of the romantic, romantic comedies. I love it so much. But And then I saw him all recent, most recently in Dispatches from Elsewhere, which was an AMC series. Um, he had stepped away from acting for, for a while because he was dealing with some substance abuse issues. Um, and he addressed it. like uh, like He overtly addressed it in Dispatches from Elsewhere, which was really interesting. Really? So, yeah, he did. It was really interesting. But this this episode I was like this is this is Jason Siegel for whatever reason I just connect with this guy I feel every emotion that he's having he reacts to pretty much everything almost exactly the same way I think I would react in pretty much any situation that he's put in so Jason Siegel I can't say enough good things about him <laughs> in this episode but there's more there's so. I mean, yeah, Harrison Ford and Jessica Williams. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about them, but they're great too. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. All right. But um, I adored the soundtrack to this episode. It, it was a lively soundtrack. The, I, the, I I was going to comment on this part of it that mm -hmm. it's a lot of montages, a lot of montages. <laughs> There's three I, montages I like, in episode one. I like a good montage, but but the soundtrack is so good. So I, I'm going to call out a lot of these songs as they happen, but just two that I want to highlight before we start recapping is uh, not the first song. The first song is a Billy Joel song, but the first song when he wakes up, uh, he's, he's been hit with the sprinklers. His daughter has rebuffed his uh, attempts at conversation and taken off. And he's 
gonna get on her bike to ride to work there's a song by arcade fire called lookout kid um and it is probably my favorite song ever so really? so when they played that song i was like i can't believe this i, I can't believe i'm watching jason siegel my guy my guy my suck. with my song and i was like i i already love this this is amazing um then when the open thing opening titles played i was like that voice of that singer sounds very familiar and it's ben gibbard who's the lead singer of death cat for cutie who's another ba- that's a band that i adore I, I mean i went through a period of time in the early 2000s uh maybe mid 2000s too where i got all my music that i listened to i got from two tv shows six feet under and scrubs so and we've talked about scrubs i don't think you've ever yeah. seen scrubs i've, I've okay. not seen scrubs okay but... so scrubs had such a such a great soundtrack and the the main character of scrubs was played by zach braff do you know who directs episode eight of shrinking i can't wait to watch it this is zach braff, zach braff. <laughs> <laughs> so zach braff is the other guy that i have such a strong connection to from that time period because these guys are about the same age as me so when they made a movie about going through life they were making a movie about a character that was my age mm-hmm. so I always, I always just had such a strong connection to it. But anyway, I have a feeling this series is going to be another one of those series where I discover my favorite music of now because of this series. So I'm really excited about that. Um, the other thing that Scrubs had that I, it seems like this is going to have Scrubs had the ability. I feel like Scrubs was, was very much ahead of its time. It was a sitcom that came out in the early 2000s when everybody else was, you know, making, sitcoms that were yeah very generic what scrubs had that i thought was incredible was they had the ability to make you laugh at the most ridiculous crap that was just you know literally fantasies and then rip your heart out and make you just ball on the floor later in the episode and and i i had got that impression out of this episode as well because while i there oh, were yeah. times when i was laughing like there were times when I just I I had to like pause to to get a grip and and, maintain, and get my emotions in check because it was really emotional. So I love that about it too. Um, and in fact, Liz, the next door neighbor, mm-hmm. was it was on Scrubs. So, really? Okay. Yeah. Also Scrubs. I I do <laughs> yeah. like the wide gambit that this um has right it makes you laugh and very serious in nature. Oh yeah, uh, there are times that it's so sad and so tragic, uh, and the the themes that it has of parenthood and trying to help people. I tell you what, before I got married, uh, so I'm I'm a teacher. We, we I was your teacher for a couple of years, yeah. but uh, when before I got married, summers were really hard for me because over the summers. I, I had nobody to focus on except for myself uh, and being single at the age that I was, which was, you know, my late twenties, I was like, I don't, I think I'm just going to end up just single forever. I, I don't think I'm ever going to meet anybody. Um, now, luck, luckily I did, but this is, a, this is something that, that would hit me all the time in the summers when I had no one to focus on, but myself, what I see in this series is I see him, 
thriving when he looks outward to help other people. You can see his spark, his excitement, his energy. Yeah, it's kind of comes yeah. back to him, and I I love that theme too because I I felt that so many times when I just was like really not good, not okay by myself. Once school started and I could focus on helping students, I felt so much better. So anyway, th- this like I say, it scratched every itch that I have. I can't believe I waited as long as I have to watch the second episode. I can't believe because I mean I watched this episode a while like a couple, ago. A couple of months ago. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I am just so excited to be covering this series and, and so excited to be watching it. It's it just looks like it's going to have everything that I want. It, it might be the widest <clears throat> gambit of emotions that for any series that we've covered so far on the podcast. Yeah. I've heard that like only most building Mrs. Davis their comedy that have a important you know i mean i think mrs davis had a pretty wide gambit but i think mrs davis did too i would consider mrs davis to have the widest one we'll see if that breaks us i i don't think it'll get as goofy or outlandish or funny as mrs davis just by the nature of mrs davis i think it could get more serious it definitely could i i think it could get as funny as mrs davis i don't think it's ever going to get as goofy or that's or, true. Like that's out true. there, yeah. Is yeah it's just that, that's an unfair comparison, but yeah, it could definitely get. Um, it could definitely be as funny. It was very funny. funny. Yeah, I think it's. Really, I think it's. This funny. was very funny. I agree too. I, I. I didn't think any character was unfunny. Sometimes in shows like this, like I might a character might be like, okay, well, they just kind of. I'll give Gabby's an example. I could see Gabby in a different way where I don't like her character, and I'd be like, eh, mm-hmm. she's not that funny. But I thought she was pretty funny. This episode. I thought like, every scene she's in was funny. Yeah. So yeah, all the characters land for me. I, I think they're all funny. Yeah. So yeah, I, I look forward to it. Yeah, this. Oh, I, I can't tell you how happy I was with this episode. And I have my wife. My wife watched this episode with me too. And the two of us have been listening to this to songs from this series oh, for, so for like a week. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's it, it it's so good. It's so good. And I'll I'll mention all the needle drops as they happen. The, well, at least the ones I noticed. Yeah. So, yeah. well, yeah. then, Mr. Sal, do you, do you want to see if we can guess each other's favorite scenes? We could try. Favorite scenes. I think the series themes are really what you like about this series. So, there's a few pretty serious meaningful scenes but i i think what your favorite scene ultimately is is when alice when well, when jimmy is he's on his upswing kind of and he's he's not trying too hard he's trying just hard enough and he leaves some blueberries for alice to have for overnight oats and washes her jersey for her and alice's response to that is this is not good enough right don't don't expect me to just forgive you yet i think that's your favorite scene Okay, I think for you, uh, I th- I think that the, the there's a chance that you latched on to one of the more serious scenes, but I I think that your favorite scene was when Paul ambushes him in the office, in his own office, and kind of confronts him about what he's doing, and Jimmy kind of convinces him to just let him go. <laughs> Yeah, that that was my favorite. Scene. You <laughs> get me right. You got me right. You got me right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, did I get you right? Can I ask first before I go? No, 
No, you okay, well, we'll see. I'll, I'll, let me explain. Um, I'll explain this one to you. Jimmy goes into work into his office, and yeah, Paul sitting there confronts him. It's not a comedy interlaced with this. Uh, like him imitating Paul. They do the ten seconds. That is so funny. Bit. Yeah. Oh, there's. Paul's really funny as well, but yeah, Jimmy's yes, which is also funny. So there's a lot of comedy in it, but the you know, looking past the comedic parts of it, right? Paul's confronting him because Sean had a broken tooth. What's this all about? And he had talked about it earlier with his coworker, Gabby and Paul, that Jimmy you know, what if they did more to help out their their you know, their patients? What if they, they started telling them what to do exactly and being really not doing things by the book and this is paul confronting him for what he's been doing you shouldn't be doing this you have to be careful you might burn your career down you might burn my career down too that's the coin flip i guess that's the title of the episode right so i'll remember the scene <laughs> also by the title of the episode remember right. that for the recap mr sal maybe maybe that might make this a, a good title i might so so this is this is yeah paul's confrontation of what jimmy's doing how he disapproves of it but ultimately he lets Jimmy do his thing. My my question to you was: Is Paul's boss? Yes. Or they, so, it looks like, okay. Yes, Paul's definitely his boss. If you see the sign when he goes to work, yeah, uh, the sign says uh, Rhodes Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and Harrison Ford's character character name is Paul Rhodes. Got so it. Okay, so it's he, his he, It's his. It's his business. Yeah. Right. So, so it's definitely his boss. But I wanted to ask you: Do you think that there is they have a different relationship be- besides just boss employee? Uh, maybe like some sort of like. Sir, I, 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 that didn't cross my mind until you said okay. that. Now, so now I, it didn't I, cross I, my mind. Okay, I, I kind of got the impression, and I don't, I can't even tell you why. He, he, you know, he refers to him in like these kind of endearing terms, like kiddo and kid. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like that. There's, there's something paternal about this, and I, I mean, they don't, they don't have the same last name, so it's they're probably not father and son. But I wondered if maybe Paul was. Um, I can't remember his wife's name, but his wife, uh, Paul's his father-in-law. Yeah, I wonder. I think. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but I wondered if Paul might be his father-in-law. Right, potentially. I, I didn't even think about any sort of family relations. But Yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's, it seemed like there's more here than just, I've been working for this guy for a long time. Yeah, employer-employee relationship. Yeah, but really the, close. This is a really funny scene too. Like when yeah. they start the second, the ten seconds of silence, and Jimmy like messes with his buttons. He's like, "Is that like this the whole time?" Like it's 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 and really... then when they go to leave the office. It's oh, the yeah. same bit we just had in another series. <laughs> yeah, it only was the building the dress rehearsal, like uh, back room. But yeah, when. Yep. He tells him to leave. Paul tells Jimmy to leave. Jimmy goes to leave, but wait a second, it's Jimmy's office. He sticks <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah. So yeah, and there's then, a lot of comedy in this scene. But yeah, I, I like the uh the confrontation of Paul. And now this is kind of to me the the launch pad of Jimmy's doing it his way now. Yeah. Like this is before he's kind of testing the ground, so he tried. He did he told Grace to break up with her. Right. Then he's gonna do things by the book again with Sean. Mm-hmm. Saw the success with Grace, then tried again with Sean, and now you know yeah. he's, he's testing the waters. And, but now, after this, 
he's all in on which could be the episode title all in right <laughs> you know i i i love that i don't know why paul lets him do this i love that because i think there's a chance that paul lets him do this because he thinks it could work but i also I, think i think oh yeah right, I, I think more likely than that is he sees how it's helping jimmy himself <laughs> and he really wants jimmy to have that that, that, and that's what I think too, because Gabby basically says that as well when he, he tell like tells her about how the treatment mm-hmm. with Sean's going is she's glad to see he's got a spark back, but uh, mm-hmm. watch out, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, my so my favorite scene, I did, I really like the scene that you talked about. I like a lot of the parenthood stuff that's coming up in this in this episode um parenthood's gonna it seems like it's gonna be a nice theme of the series which is fine by me you know speaking as a parent oh congratulations by the way. Oh, thank you thank you uh but uh, my favorite scene was the f- right after the first mma um session with sean so they're sitting they're they're eating, like, eating the ice cream yeah uh, i first of all I think my favorite thing about the series so far is these two together, Jimmy and Sean. I, I agree. I think Sean was unexpectedly so funny, but also just their their back and forth with each other, right? Yeah. It's a lot, I mean, obviously Sean's a lot more confrontational. He, he he does yeah. not like him, but he grows closer with Jimmy, and just their their back and forth is really incredible. Yeah, yeah, and and this scene, I. It broke my heart. I mean, th- this to me was just soul crushing. Sean tells Jimmy that he's he doesn't like thinking about times when he was happy because it gets him pissed because he knows that those times are gone and he can't get them back. That 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 alone is heart wrenching. That is to think about that. I, I I know that I have memories that I will not revisit that are good memories and I won't revisit them because I know that it'll make me feel for me very sad. Is that, that is that the first MMA day or isn't that after one of them? Was it the first one or the second one? It's not the first one. You're right. It's the second one. It's the second one that I like the best. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Okay. It's not the wait first Which one is it? It's, it's the one, it's the one where the he tells, one. it's the, the one first he one he runs off because he sees his best friend and they talk okay. about like the bloodlust thing. He's like, oh, is yes. this gonna, right. is this gonna work? Oh, yes. it might work. <laughs> You're right. It's the it's the second one with the blue slushies. It's my bad. So, got it. Yes. yes. Okay. Got yeah. It. So this is my favorite scene. So, uh, but this picks two favorite scenes. All right, go on. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely not the one with the popsicles. It's the blue slushies, hundred <laughs> percent. So, so this one though, like, do you have any memories like that that are just like they're so they're so good that you don't even want to revisit them because it'll just make you sad that they're gone and you can't have them. Again. Yeah. 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 Like that, I think that's such a human and such a easy thing to relate to. And it manifests itself differently in different people. For me, like it manifests in, in like just despair and, and like deep, deep sadness. And, and for Sean, it's obviously anger and, and rage. Um, and I think that was really 
interesting interesting to point out right off the bat but then when jimmy says he can sympathize because his wife died like i i guess up to this point we weren't really certain if his wife was dead or just had left him or what um and this is confirmation that his wife died and that adds a whole new layer of heartbreak to this whole thing uh and he talks about how she died in a car accident he talks about it like without getting emotional he's just basically stating facts for sean and sean yeah, obviously yeah. doesn't know how to react to this because this is like he's, he's not the therapist <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, i don't get paid for this <laughs> but we also hear that they had a fight the last time that they saw each other didn't we just cover a series where that happened someone has a fight right before a fight before someone passes or like just a I think before I someone passes or before, well, if I felt guilty about the fight, just like maybe Mrs. Davis. I feel, I feel, I, I felt like it was The Last of Us, but I, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. It could anyway, be The Last of Us. I don't go on, bro. Anyway, so, um, but that's that's really hard. That, that's really hard to process. Like, so in, in addition to all the mourning and the loss that he's feeling, he's probably feeling a lot of guilt too that they didn't even they weren't even on good terms when he lost her all right and he's and he says this line that just tore my heart out i hope that someday i can remember her and not feel that way because the way he feels is like there's no the, the world is nothing without her and i hope that he he says i hope i can feel not feel that way when i remember her and then well, the other thing I really love about the scene is that they're able to tear my heart out and then make me chuckle at the end when Sean says, you supposed to be telling me this? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, definitely not. No, absolutely not. So, yeah. So I, this, this scene is, it's this type of stuff that makes me love this episode. And this, this stuff is interlaced throughout the episode, but this is where it's on the most prominent display, I think. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. No, you're. I I agree with that. I mean, this is probably the second most serious scene. So yeah, I should. Darn. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think I think the most serious, the most. Actually, it's kind of weird to think about, but like the the saddest scene to me is the first. Is the no? It's the flashback when he. Oh when well, he, yeah. <laughs> when he when he walks in the door and he sees her on the couch and they start like wrestling. Why though? That's just a fun scene. Because that's exactly what he's <laughs> describing here, right? I know. It's, it's, this is the type of memory that he doesn't want to think about because it makes his outlook on the on the world without her so bleak because it can't ever be that good again. It's gone. It can't ever have that back. And it's so sad to see that. And we don't even know at the time that she's died. So when I watched it the second time, knowing that she had died, it was like even another level of sadness so yeah it's rough yeah well a good that's a good favorite scene pick i guess not as uh, good as mine thanks. mine mine okay. is the best scene because it's my favorite scene okay those are one and the same <laughs> i never gotcha. thought of it that way but maybe we should rename it from favorite scenes to best scene <laughs> so it's more take the argumentative right out of yes it. yes yes make it so it's more empirical <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, well, okay. Well, let's do our other game here. Let's see if we can figure out who said it. 
Who said it? This is a pretty hard. I love series. this game. This is a pretty hard series to do this for. I felt for you because or for me. For me to to find yeah. either it's hard to find quotes that I felt were either either too easy or too hard. Yeah, this is that's how I feel about only merge in the building. It's it's exactly that was, it's so much random stuff. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, fair. Oh, whatever. Well, anyway, okay. <laughs> who care? Who cares about that? That's not what we're covering here. We're covering shrinking. <laughs> I'm doing my problems, Mr. Sal, right now. Okay, now your only murder, only person in the building problems. These okay. who said a quote, <laughs> very difficult or very easy. So for some of them, I actually have two quotes that are not oh. even always the same character <laughs> thing. <laughs> the quote but it's the same steam yeah right just because just because one is harder and one is easier (laughs) just okay just just in case the hard one is too hard okay but honestly i think honestly i think you get them all i mean i'm still perfect at this point i I think you'll still get all these because i i like here i'll I'll start with the first one ready yeah this one how many are there three i have three okay all right i'm not a joy boy I am not a joy boy. I don't know this guy's name, but it's his first patient. Is Henry? Is that his name? I don't know the patient's name, but it's one of the patients. It's the first patient he sees when he comes in, right? Right at the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but it's not when he first sees him. This is during the montage. One of many montages, yes. (laughs) Of of patients all being stuck. I feel like I'm stuck, but... That was the other word I was going to say was, (laughs) I feel stuck if you couldn't get that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's his his patient montage, which I love this montage by the way. I thought it was great. I, I like the montages throughout. I, I know in Better Call Saul is mm-hmm. known for all their montages. They do a good job. I like the montages here. I mean, you know, it's a. I I don't know if time is passing by. I don't think it really passes by all that much. Like this whole show takes place, or this this whole episode takes place over the course of what, like three days. I, I mean, I guess I don't know how frequently. Yeah he and Sean are seeing each other because, I mean, it's at least three days. Because yeah, are they seeing daily, though? Yeah, exactly. Right. He sees Sean three different times at least. No, more than that. Gotta be more so probably, than that. So it's gonna be over the course of time, which is what I think montages do a really good job of, right? Right. For some stories you're telling, the days matter. Like, we've done seasons of Lost, where really the whole season came out to be like a week or two. <laughs> like no. Oh, yeah. The season? Yes. The season, yes. Yeah, the whole season. Like, is, yep. is the day after, like, the time kind of matters, right? Yes. To tell you Lost, you can, you can go on the wiki and see, like, what day it is. Especially yeah. for, well, I'm not going to get into it anymore. I'm not going to spoil Lost in any way. But <laughs> this, this, the time doesn't matter as much. So I, I think Montage did a really good job for that. Of It's not about, like, yeah, maybe they've been seeing each other for two months. Who knows? Yeah, it, it, you know, stuff's going on, right? Just kind yeah. of showing us things. Uh, this is happening. Stuff's happening. Let's time flow. So, yeah, good montages there. Uh, and I, out of I'll, I'll bake this in because the montage kind of ends, and I'll just quickly chat about the scene where we magnify onto one of his patients. I don't know if we'll magnify right. onto others of them now. Which uh, I, I think would be cool. I think it's pretty cool if we do. Maybe we won't. I'm not really. I think it's cool if we do, but if we don't, we don't. We magnify onto Gabby, who yeah. is Jimmy's first time really cracking. Right? He cracks, goes off, and mm-hmm. I've been helping you for two years. You need to leave your husband. He's emotionally abusive. He's not working on it. Just go to your yeah. sister's in Vancouver. If you don't, I'm not your therapist anymore. She agrees to do it. So 
Yeah, probably not. Uh, I mean, obviously not ethical, but yeah. No, definitely not ethical. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Do the ends justify the means in terms of this? Uh, that's a, that's the thing. I think I feel like that's kind of the point of that part of the series. Is, I, do the I, ends I do justify too. the means? I, and I think it's I think it's really interesting to look at because when I mean, we look at Sean and I, I guess we we haven't seen enough about him yet, but yeah, you know, I, at the end of the episode by going in a cop car. Now I don't really yeah. know if that's really uh, Jimmy's fault. I, uh, I'm I don't know. <laughs> it's I mean it's I I would not blame Jimmy for that. I would not blame no. Sean for that. I would I would blame the other guy for that. But yeah. <laughs> but and speaking of the other guy, I did think it was really funny how Jimmy describes him. It's like he's what's that okay. word? What's the word? Fugly. He's fugly. <laughs> he's like he's got this with his muscles and his tight shirts. It's gross. Nobody likes that. <laughs> but I, what does he say? He says I I've never once. Heard somebody say, uh, "Oh yeah, I, I like you." <laughs> like it's a good thing that you have a nice chest; otherwise, no one would take care of you. And thought, "Wow, they're really in love." Yeah, that was so funny. That was really but, funny. yeah. One of the other things I really loved about this um, montage with his patients is that they all they all land on the same thing. I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stuck, caught in a loop, mm-hmm. right? But that's exactly how he he their therapist is feeling like he is stuck yeah. caught in the loop so uh, that was that was clever and i really i really enjoyed that all right well uh my uh second quote i'll give you can you make it stop i that is sean to uh jimmy uh, when he finally describes, you know, what triggers him, uh, that could be anything, you could breathe wrong, and, and I'll just go white, just have, you know, rage, I won't even know what's going on. Uh, and he asked Jimmy, can you make it stop? And Jimmy says, I don't know. <laughs> so, but, and I I love this, I'm, I'm right about that, yeah? Yeah, 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 you're okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, I really... This is another reason I love this series. Like I love this this episode so much. I've I've had anger issues. I, I I'm sure I still at some point do this. Have manifested recently, uh, but I have had situations where I know this white feeling. When he says everything goes white, I, I've had that. I have not like gone to the white room like in only mercy. Made of the me Bill think thing. of that as well. <laughs> I I have not like beaten somebody up when i've gone when i when things have gone white but like i feel the blood rush to my head and my vision just like goes and i just it's so mad and uh usually take an action that i'm not proud of later but it hasn't luckily has not been violence yet so hopefully it never will be yeah i don't say yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah anyway uh but so so i really connected with that as well but yeah this is that scene yeah, it's the second appointment with Sean, uh, and during which, so the first appointment, I mean, we'll talk about it at some point. Well, it mm. just doesn't go that well. No. <laughs> so the second appointment, and during it, Jimmy gets a call from Grace, and she's broken up successfully with her husband and is at her sister's, and he's pretty stoked to hear that. Let's yeah. Sean now. Listen. <laughs> See? What do you think I, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I'm pretty good. So, and, and he kind of keeps it, he kind of, you know, 
go straight to the point with Sean now. So it, it worked for Grace. I'm going to try it with Sean now. So he, he kind of was a bit more blunt about it. Talks to him. Hey, why'd you hit this guy so much? You clearly didn't have to. Sean describes how he feels when he, you know, he, he sees why. Can you stop it? Maybe Jimmy can. He's not quite sure. And he'll, he'll, try, he'll try out his theory at the MMA ring. And there you go. So yeah, nice. that was a, that was that. And the last quote. Okay. Ow. Release me. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's when Jimmy's caught in the bushes at Liz's window. <laughs> He's like, release me. <laughs> so so good. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I love it. Like, that's how he gets caught. <laughs> yeah. like, why are you sneaking around and yelling yeah. at that? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who would say that in that situation? I don't know who would. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty it's sure it's absurdist humor, but it's funny. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a movie quote. Uh, I I just can't remember what it's from, but it is so funny. I I lost it when he said that. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Oh, that that might be like the funniest moment for me. Actually, it was. When he did that. <laughs> I just thought it. I I agree. I thought it was very funny. So I th- th- this seems more about um. He sees uh, Alice going over to Alyssa's house. So later at night, he sneaks into the bushes to to see what's going on inside Alyssa's, his neighbors. Uh, but he gets caught after he, he's, <laughs> he has to be released by the bushes. <laughs> and he talks, you know, Liz tells him that hey, Alice's soccer started, um, even gives him a plate of food. And he, he tells him that, I hope you're not like this forever and you change. For Alice's sake, because otherwise she's going to leave for college and she's never going to return. Okay, yeah, so I think it's I think it might be she, too late. Yeah, yeah, it might be too late. <laughs> and Liz is like, "Well, have it then. <laughs> Come on, get in the game, dude." <laughs> but yeah, so I this is so awesome because she, she Liz to Jimmy is exactly what Jimmy wants to be to his patients. I don't know if you caught that or not, but like, no, yeah, it, uh-huh. like, whatever Liz says to Jimmy, it does to kind of kick Jimmy back into play. Like, that's what he's trying to do with his patience. So when, when she says, is this you forever? Like, you're going to lose her and get back in the game, dude. Like, this is all stuff that he wants to say to his patients. So it's almost like Liz is his therapist that he wishes that he was. Yeah, they, I, I, I guess you're right. Basically, Liz yeah. is training him to become a different therapist. <laughs> right. I love that. But the Liz it, method. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. I, I think it's really good. I also think it's extremely funny. What is, what's her husband's name? Derek? I think Derek. It's Derek. Derek's really yeah. funny. Oh, my Every God. Time. I love it. The hey, dog yeah. I'm walking. I don't want. Yep. It's thought I was all done raising kids. Thanks for that, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek's so comedic. Yeah. Yeah. Derek's really <laughs> funny as well. Yeah. I wonder if it would be intimidating to give a therapist advice. Well, she doesn't know him as a therapist, though. She's not. Yeah, her neighbor. He, he's not her therapist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, he's the guy who ke- wakes him up at three in the morning with Billy Joel and Adderall. May- and maybe food. sex workers? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. He pays them, at least. <laughs> right. We're supposed to. Well, he hasn't paid them yet. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really it, it's a great scene. This is, this is awesome. It is a funny scene and a good one. And. That's all the that's all the quotes for now, Mr. Sal. So I time. remain perfect. Like I feel like I should feel more pressure than I feel when we go into this game because it's a pretty long streak at this point. 
Well, it's because I tell you. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that on the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> no, sorry, I almost spilled the, the truth there. That's anyway. not true, folks. You do not believe this. It's lie. not true. Yeah, no, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't like, talk about the scenes beforehand or anything. No, that's we not don't. the case. Stop. We don't. That. We don't. No, I'm agreeing with you. Listen, don't help okay, me. fine. No. Right. Okay. He's lying. He's lying. We do talk about the scenes ahead of time. No, we don't. He's lying. Do not believe his lies. I don't know. You don't want me to say anything on him. <laughs> let's move on then. To the, okay. Let's go on to the recap then. Okay. Also, anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. Recap right. Chubby. I love this as an introduction to Jimmy, which is mm-hmm. Liz going over to kind of put an end to his late night charades, which we yeah. spoke about. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, stop with the potential sex workers and the Adderall and you know, give it a break. So, the next mm-hmm. morning. Before you get to the next morning, uh, one of the things, a uh, very, very funny line, I think, is when the, the girls in the pool introduce themselves to Liz. And they're like, what's your name? She goes, let's not worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really, I really love it. Anyway, I really love Liz. I think she's Liz is very really funny. funny yeah. yeah, Liz is very funny. Yeah. They're all very funny. Actually, all the characters are great. That's, that's what I like about it. Like, none of the characters, I think, are not funny. <laughs> I yep. think they are all pretty funny. So that's, yep. that's good. Yep. The uh, next morning, the sprinklers help Jimmy rise and shine, uh, along with Alice's overnight oats. She doesn't talk very much, just leaves for school. In fact, Liz is going to give her a ride. So Jimmy goes to uh, drive to work, but his car is on empty, so he bikes to work. And uh, that was comedic as well, him biking to work slower yep. than the other <laughs> bikers. <laughs> yes, much, very much so. And this is also where we get my favorite song ever. Yes, by Arcade Fire. Uh, and this is where he gets into work, puts some water on his head, and we get the therapist montage. We went into that, and we we get a bit of a scope under grace and everything. So mm-hmm. we go through all that. Afterward, he goes. Well, we we meet his coworker Gabby and Paul, and Gabby drinks a lot of water. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yes. Paul doesn't drink as much water, <laughs> I guess. So much water. <laughs> So I'll say this. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I know I've said it to you, Mister Stella. Mm-hmm. In high school, my um my junior year, I'll, I'll never forget. Me and two other people agreed we're gonna start drinking a gallon of water a day. Yeah. So I started drinking a gallon of water a day. Yep. And they stopped pretty quick. They were both done within the week, but I kept going. And then, which it, it's hard to drink a gallon of water a it week, is especially. Not easy. Or not a week, a gallon of water a day, especially if you're not like, like, I'm not like, I wasn't like any sort of particular, like, I wasn't running a ton. I wasn't any sort of, I wasn't really active like that much. So it's not, I don't have a special reason to be drinking a gallon of water a day. Right. So I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I have to pee all the time. I, and honestly, I felt no benefit from it. Like, I didn't (laughs) feel better sleep. I didn't feel like, Mm-hmm. I, and I felt like I, my pee was super clear. I'll say that <laughs> my yeah. pee was my. I could have peed in a cup, cooled it, and you would have thought it was water when you looked at it. It was yeah, my pee was <laughs> the clearest it ever was. I'm not joking. It was <laughs> the clearest stuff. But I, I gained no real benefit from it, but I kept doing it, and I realized I did for about a month, and I tried to stop, but I, what I. I, it, it became a difficulty in stopping <laughs> drinking a gallon of water a day for me because I, yeah. I turned into I was just always thirsty. 
I just yeah. constantly felt thirsty. So yeah. I actually had to, to stop. I had to basically, I, I consider it weaning myself off of water. <laughs> I, I just had to <laughs> allot myself an allotment of water for the day. And I said, you can't drink any more than wow. this. So I had to take like sips. And now I'll say that the, the benefit of doing that was now I, I drink water quite like now I was, yeah, I, I, before that I didn't really just drink water, but now you know, I carry a water bottle. I, I think I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty well hydrated. So I was, yeah. that was, it, it ended well for me, but my, my word of advice is don't drink a gallon of water a day. <laughs> so that, yeah, I think I, well, the common but, wisdom is drink whenever you're thirsty and you'll be fine. But stay well you, know hydrated. What, you know what percentage of your body is water? Sorry, Gabby. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and you know the skin. It's all. We should drink a gallon of water. Maybe we'll go back to it. Who knows? Somebody told me. One of my students told me like two years ago, you're supposed to drink in ounces how many pounds you weigh. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's that's even crazier. That I would never do anything but drink water. That's just all nah, I would do all it's day. Easy, it's easier than you think. Nah. You, well. Look, well, a gallon would be 128 ounces, and we both weigh more than 128 pounds. Exactly. So it would be more than a gallon a day. More than a gallon. But, <laughs> I'm telling you, but when, when I was rolling with the gallon of water a day, like, you, you wouldn't notice, except for the fact that I had to take more frequent bathroom trips. But, right. Like, it just, you just get used to it. But I'll, I, I'll, that first week of drinking it, I was sick of water. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, like, gag. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> gallon of water. Yep. Well, anyway. So, but I was, that's my that's my piece on Gabby talking about drinking a lot of water. Don't okay. drink water, people. It it could suck. At least I feel well, like it didn't help me. Your mileage may vary. You do know, drink you, water. Honestly, you're more likely to like marathon runners are more likely to die of overhydration than underhydration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because yeah, you have enough electrolytes and whatnot. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah, be careful, people. Just be yep. careful. Uh, so yeah, they're they're talking with their water thing. That's funny. Jimmy comes in and gives this psychological vigilante pitch to Paul, right? Hey, you know, maybe I could just tell them what to do. And he gives some examples. Also funny. Take away but, their agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Paul, Paul's more of the school that we got to keep to the book, right? There's a reason we do things the way we do it. Don't take away their agency. They got to fix themselves. There you go. And he leaves, uh, Jimmy leaves for an appointment. Uh, later that day when he goes to leave work, you know, he wants to go home, take a bath, watch Home Alone. <laughs> I loved when Gabby like did the home the alone scream, and she was like, oh, "You'll get it later." <laughs> and then he get it oh later. my god, I love it! Yeah, but basically, Gabby wants him to take on a patient, Sean, and he does. So we see his appointment with Sean. He's not really into it. This is court ordered. You beat a guy up very badly, so it's really not going very well. And after. Jimmy yawns. It's kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back, and mm-hmm. he has to leave. Jimmy looks him, and that's the appointment. Yeah, more, then, of impl- go- more of an implied F you. Yeah, <laughs> I hate those. You giving me but, one of those right now? It's so funny. It's so, <laughs> dude, every scene is just so funny. It's so, it's so much comedy. I don't know. They uh, he returns home. That's where we see the flashback that we mentioned earlier. But he comes. Oh home my god! This. Uh, his late it, wife and pinches yeah. her. Oh my god, this is so sad. It's so hard to watch. And this, the the music here, it's Paul Buchanan. The song is Midair. 
and what a perfect choice. I mean, as, as soon as the music started playing, you were like, oh no, I know this is not as happy as it looks. This is, this is a happy, sad memory because it's, even though it's a good memory, it's, it's, it's sad because it's a memory. It was good and it's gone. Yeah. 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 Yeah, oh. we then get to the the scene where he sees Alice going to Liz's home, and he sneaks into the bushes that night. We already talked about that. <laughs> so the next day, and Paul thinks Jimmy's trying a little too hard, but you know he makes Alice an omelet against Paul's advice, and well, she'll she'll stick with her overnight oats and leaves. That's too so, bad. I do love a good omelet. Oh, I love an omelet. I see omelets <laughs> a lot more. Anyway, enough on the omelet thing. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't get a second appointment with Sean, the one where he gets the call from Grace. We talked about that already. So yep. it ends with him. You know what? He might have an idea for Sean. And they go to the MMA ring. Yeah. Okay. Sean has his first fight. That was also funny when the guy uses his foot. <laughs> <laughs> the way, the way Jimmy bet, yells. I bet he's going to do that the whole time. I know. He's using his feet. He can use his feet, Sean. I bet he's going to do it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, it seems like Sean enjoyed it. And Jimmy notes that Sean, you, know, you, you might have a lot of violence from your military trauma past. Either this will help you look that out, or it'll make your blood lust twice as strong. Who knows? <laughs> and they both skedaddle once he sees his best friend, Brian. So that's probably something we're going to be seeing. And yeah. later episodes, whatever yeah. is connected with his best friend, Brian. I'm sure after his wife passed that perhaps either he had a falling out with him or he's just been you know, not in contact with him, really. And now he's kind of awkward. Uh, yeah, that's my I, assumption. I, I, I think maybe I, I'll plant a flag here and say I think that Brian is like someone who's who really wants to help Jimmy and Jimmy doesn't want the help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's why he doesn't want to talk to him. So, oh yeah, wait. I want. I wanted to say something on the bloodlust thing. Here. Oh, okay. so when, yeah, sure. Because obviously, I'm not a therapist, so that's. Well, I'm saying this right now. But in my professional opinion, not how I say professional. I'm not actually professional, Mr. Sal. But if I say that, people might listen to me more. Okay. In my professional opinion. I don't. I. I feel like you don't really follow the UFC or anything. No, I but, don't. I used to follow WWE a lot. <laughs> well, UFC fighters are not really known for their lack of bloodlust. Now, I don't know if it's <laughs> I don't know if it's because doing MMA fighting increases that bloodlust, or perhaps the reason they're like you know some of the best competitors in the world is because of that very bloodlust, and, right. and they are UFC fighters. So I, I don't know which is the cart before the horse here. I don't know, uh, but like, well, UFC fighters are known for like getting into fights outside of the ring oh, and like really? bar fights, and yeah, or like sometimes Jeez. fighting each other outside of the ring, but, like they're friends. Oh, like, ah. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, I mean, not every fighter. It's not like all the fighters do this nonstop, but there are some like, mm -hmm. there are some notable fighters out there that get, like, even I mean, Conor McGregor's a really famous one. He's gone yeah. into scuttles outside of the ring, <laughs> okay. people and stuff. So. I was when he said that line, I'm like, you know, actually, now that I think about it, I feel like <laughs> the atmosphere might be. <laughs> It might be a good outlet for Sean's type of stuff. Anyway, yeah, could be. We'll go. see. Time, well, yeah, time will tell. So we uh, we then get the scene uh, where Jimmy tells Gabby about his treatment plan with Sean. She thinks it's kind of unethical, but hey, glad to see the sparks back. And then we get into uh, my favorite scene that we talked about. We go through a montage of time. It's been oh, with Sean. 
hold on a second. Your favorite scene. I thought your favorite scene was after the montage. It is after the montage. Gotcha. But, oh, before before that, Gabby drops something on us that we probably need to be aware of, and that's that Paul has Parkinson's. Oh, yes, you're right, because you talked about the water. Yes. Yeah. So. By the way, Harrison Ford does not have Parkinson's, so he's playing someone with Parkinson's, but he does not have Parkinson's. All right. So uh, we get my favorite scene. With another and... great song, Spirits by the <laughs> Strombellas. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. After the montage, Paul confronts Jimmy, and it kind of ends with, I, I kind of took it the way you did, of Paul's, I wouldn't say approval, but allowance <laughs> of yeah. Jimmy's conduct. It's going to look the other way. Yeah, it's going to look the other way. So, yeah. We didn't get your favorite scene. Yep. After my favorite scene. Mm hmm. That's a good stretch of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It really hit a stride there. Uh, And it's after their second, or at least the second day we see of their MMA fighting. Yes. Uh, Yeah, well, we've saw, we just saw a bunch in the montage. So, so, so I, it's the blue slushy scene. And what makes you happy, Sean? So, did that. The next morning, This is the scene that you guessed for me as my favorite scene, but it was not my favorite scene. Oh yeah, okay, got okay. I was just confused because I had the word Grace here. I'm like Grace, she's in. I forget though. No, she texted him. Yeah, she texted him that she's doing well, (laughs) and that Derek uh, is walking the dog he never wanted, (laughs) 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 which is actually really funny. Uh, Derek, I mean. He's got three lines in the episode. It's all of them so funny. They're all funny and like yeah. kind of backhanded, but in a funny yep. way. Love it. So, uh, he he gets uh yeah I already guessed the seed for you, Alice. Blueberries for oats. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just eat in my presence. I'll still clean your jersey. But Alice tells him that this is not enough for what he's done. Right? She lost her too, not just Jimmy, and she's had to deal with it all on her own. And all this. It's simply not enough for her just to forget all that. So, and then she leaves. So, yeah, you know, that's that is a, a common theme of mourning, from what I can tell based on popular TV shows. <laughs> I'm thinking specifically right now about Six Feet Under because a, a similar situation arises in Six Feet Under where one of the characters tells another one, you know, I lost him too. It's not just you who's going through this. Mm-hmm. So, that's a rough situation. I mean, it is because I, I, I can't really. Jimmy should be there for his daughter, but at the same hand, yeah. I, I guess he's also going through some stuff in and of himself. So, mm-hmm. sure, it's hard to be a parent. Well, <laughs> in I, th- that I think I think I think back to the pilot episode of the old man. Like, there's there's a a scene where there's there's someone who says, you know, m- maybe just for variety's sake, I'll be the one who doesn't cry in his presence. Yeah, yeah but that person is also going through the morning as well. So it, it, it's it's tough. Very tough. So we get to see someone who I've labeled as the Pasadenian pusher strikes again. <laughs> the Pasadenian pusher. Oh boy. <laughs> well, did you know, this guy was looking to push him. This guy oh, this guy was look he's a Pasadenian pusher, this guy. Yeah, yeah. He strikes and he strikes again. Well, I mean he was with this girl and Sean said hi to the girl, and I'm sure that he was like just you know marking his territory here being I know. I just thought it was way so too macho. It was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just it was so over, it, it just seemed over the top that it was comedic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I get that. But the Pasadenian pusher strikes again. <laughs> strikes Shaw. And it looks like he might get into a fight, but instead 
he calls Jimmy, his therapist. Ah, progress. He, yeah, he explains the circumstances to or the situation to Jimmy. Though, listen, I, uh, I, I, I was getting mad. I, I was gonna do it, but I walked away and I called you. Right? And he's just, he's just really angry now. And Jimmy celebrates this because it's two for two, baby. Right? He did, awesome. He didn't fight. It's awesome. It's progress. It's almost as good as my record of guessing quotes and who said it. Almost. <laughs> and it's even better because we don't like cheat or anything. So <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so they, uh, they fist bump and it's great. It's wonderful. He even invites him out for dinner. He agrees. But hey, what's up with your daughter? Does she need dinner? Does she have to eat? Well, no, she's actually at her soccer game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why aren't you there? I'm, I'm awful. Uh, uh poor Jimmy. Not poor yeah. Jimmy. He should be there, but he thinks he's awful. And, and he, I mean, what he's doing is not great. So, I mean, he really should be at that soccer game, but he's, uh, he's, he's got a lot of self, self-loathing. Yeah. So Sean's helping out the therapist now for free. They're, they're heading over there. <laughs> So they drive another mile. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. They drive. No, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, they drive. They get stuck in traffic. And you think it's traffic? All that too. traffic is because of that soccer game, a high school soccer game. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, screw this traffic. So he le- he pulls his car into the curb, <laughs> almost like scaring or hitting someone, yeah. and then leaves his car going ah. Well, I'm a white guy. Worst case, the cops will just bring it back <laughs> to my house for me. Macedonia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. And then they run. So they run. Another montage. Yeah, yeah. With with Get Closer by Life and Film. Another great song. I'm telling you. I, I think during this run, uh, I like when he says, I'm right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Try, get, try to keep up, Sean. Yeah. So they, <laughs> anyway, they run to the match. Uh, there's some turbulence, you know, like trying to get up that hill and whatnot. But they get there, and Jimmy arrives. Liz is there too. Uh, Alice acknowledges that he's there. It actually, all looks pretty well. This is pretty good for Jimmy. And then Grace's husband shows up and gives him the beatdown to Sean. Which, by the way, so Grace's husband starts beating up on him. All right, yeah. looks typical. When Sean gives him the beatdown, it's like clinical. Oh, because yeah. I was an MRNA fighter, but he's like, yeah. he's like, he's, I'm like, oh my goodness. I know. And then once he's on the ground, then it, once he's on the ground, it's kind of scary. It's like it a zombie, scary. like, like yep. once he, once he gets him on the ground, he like just mounts him almost like a zombie and just starts wailing yep. him. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I got to just back up for a minute here, right before they, well, when they get like halfway up the hill and Jimmy's ready to give up, he says to Sean, yeah. she won't care. And Sean says, yes, she will. And, which is, a perfect way of describing, I I think that relationship between a parent and a teen, it's like they seem like they don't care, but they actually do a lot. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, just wanted to get that in there. But yeah, that the, the, the Sh- Sean getting on top of this guy was terrifying. It was scary. Yeah, and meanwhile, Jimmy's calling for help for the his his own assaulter. Yes. And uh, the aftermath, it looks like Sean's being arrested. Husband's in a stretcher. And on the bright side, Alice is glad that Jimmy's here. And they end, they end, the, they end the episode 
on a somber note. Oh by my just God. going, so what, what a sad oh line to edit on. I know to go. He would have been here sooner, but she looks a lot like her mom. It's like, ah, oh, geez. oh, so sad. By the way, she does look a lot like her mom. She does. She <laughs> but, does. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that is another just gut punch right at the end there. It's so it's so good though. But uh, and then the closing credits are "Endangered Birds" by Christian Lee Hudson. It's uh, coin flip. Hmm. It's a good episode. I look forward to the series as a whole, but Mr. Sal, mm-hmm. do you want to try checking the time? I'd love to check the time. Oh, could you believe it? It's TV time. Yes. Ain't no time like a TV time. Folks who are new to show hoppers, you should probably get a little background on what TV time is. TV time is an app that tracks your TV viewing. So when I watch an episode of Shrinking, I check off that I've watched season one, episode one, and and then it'll keep track of what episode I'm on. So it, even if I get eight episodes deep, and then I go back and rewatch episode one, TV time tells me you're on episode nine, even though Apple TV has probably wanted me to watch episode two. So... That's that's one nice thing about it. Uh, another nice thing is that it tells you when uh, upcoming shows are coming out. So, for example, uh, I don't know, there's not really. Oh, well, yeah, here's a good example. Here, 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 yeah, writer strike. But here's a good example. <laughs> uh, the only I know that at the time of our recording, which is way before you hear this podcast, uh, our flag means death, season two, episode one. Will be out in 33 days on Max. I'm excited about that. It's a great, great series. Um, anyway, it, that's one of the things I find very, very useful about it. Is it tells me when shows are returning from being off season. But the thing that we like on Showhoppers is that once you tell it you've seen the episode, you can give it a, a rating: uh, one, two, three, four, or five stars. And you can pick uh, what emotions this made you feel. And our favorite thing, you can pick your favorite character. And it will tell you what the rest of the users of TV Time picked as well. That's fun. So let's play this little game here, Kurt. What do you think? I've already checked this because I checked this a long time ago. Okay, so you already know. I already know the answer. So what I'm sure I will do here. <laughs> the people of TV Time gave this episode on a scale from one to five. I think five. They did. 60% of the people said five. So there you have it. All right. The characters. How about the favorite characters? So So can I ask who are votable? Yep, sure. Um, You've got... I'm going to go to the next episode so that I don't say them in the order (laughs) that they they are here. Um, Let's see. You have Jimmy, Paul, Gabby, Sean, Brian, the best friend, I guess. Uh, Alice, Liz, Derek, Grace, and Charlie, who's the one that we haven't met yet. So pretty All much right, anybody cool. in this episode that you want to vote for, you can. All right. Well, I, it's got, this seems, I, I feel like there's going to be a big Jimmy <laughs> uh, series here for uh, my rack up a lot of TV time ones. We'll see moving forward, but definitely for episode one, Jimmy. Okay, and I think you said Jimmy too. Oh, and I. Th- 
Yeah, I think you and the people said Jimmy. I forgot to specify. (laughs) Jimmy, yeah. Um, The question, I think, the more interesting thing is, what percent do I think Jimmy got? Ah, okay. You are right. I did vote for Jimmy, and the people, uh, the majority of the people said Jimmy. Well, I should say the plurality of the people said Jimmy. Oh, thanks, majority. So now I know it's at least 50. Um, (sighs) I said plurality. (laughs) You you can't count that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I said Jimmy. Uh, I th- I think the percentage for Jimmy by the people. I'm gonna go with ninety four percent. Wow, that's pretty high. No, eighty two percent. Okay. All right. I it was high. I agree. But I thought yeah. Second place was a tie between Paul and Sean, six percent apiece. I should have figured Harrison Ford's a really big one. Harrison Ford's a big guy. He's a big name. <laughs> yeah, and Sean makes sounds. I, I see why some people voted Sean. He's yeah. pretty endearing, actually. Yep, exactly. So, well, all right. That's I, TV time. That's TV time. That's uh, that's a you know that's a wrap on coin flip. Next episode, episode two, Fortress of Solitude. Do you get that reference? That's a uh, Superman. That is Superman. Hey, good for you. Yes, Superman's Superman at the Fortress hideout. of Solitude. Yes, because that's the cool thing to name your uh, hideout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. So. We'll, uh, we'll have to see what that entails. Uh, I look, for, I do look forward to it though immensely. I, I'm excited for the series. So this was a good first episode, and uh, hopefully, only good things to come here. So, uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, we have a lot of series that we've covered in the past already. Um, we've actually mentioned a lot during the podcast. Only reason the buildings going on. Uh, with, uh, Mrs. Davis is another comedy drama. Uh, we talked about Better Call Saul earlier. And why not? I mean, uh, uh, Centaur World has quite a bit of comedy, some dramatic points, and it's kid friendly. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that as well. Uh, but thank you for listening. If you want to contact us, podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with Fortress of Solitude. Thank you for listening. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.